1: Talk New York sports with us 877-337-6666 Powered by Superbook Sports Visit Superbook.com Seven three three seven sixty six sixty six 6666 is the number to call. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this now Tuesday morning on the fan. Yankees back in action tonight taking on the Mariners out at the stadium. Yanks beginning a six-game homestand. Mariners for three, Rangers for three before an off day, and then heading out west taking on the A's. What a weird road trip the Yankees have. They have a six-game homestand with the Mariners and the Rangers, and then an off day, and then three in Oakland, and then three in St. Louis. Oakland, St. Louis. You think Fleeks, the Mets have ever done that? Oakland, St. Louis. Like that is such a weird trip, and I get it that you're not playing the you know the the Cardinals every year, or at least weren't uh, prior to this season with the new schedule. But man, that is a unique trip. Be one thing, Oakland and Colorado, or it doesn't have to be all West Coast teams necessarily. um, Where you look at uh, Arizona or San Francisco or L.A. or the Angels, you know, the American League case, Angels or Mariners, but the Cardinals, like that, is a weird trip. Anyway, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six Mets, of course, get a big win. They'll continue their series in Houston. Justin Verlander. On the mound tonight, the Mets will play an afternoon game tomorrow. So later on today, you get the 8 o'clock start uh, with Verlander. And then tomorrow afternoon, uh, the Mets will take on the Strohs at two ten. You know, the odd start time there with the Houston time zone before an off day and then heading to Philadelphia this weekend. You get a, an Apple TV game on Friday night. Apple TV does us the favor and... Allows us to maybe take a little bit of a breather from watching the Mets. You could, of course, listen to it on eight eighty, or just get Apple TV and watch it that way. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val?
0: Sal, good morning. How you doing, my man? Good, Val. How are you this morning? I don't know, man. I think I might have one of these come back to me, uh, come back to me, Val, moments. So you said that to me in the past, and I have a feeling you're going to say that to me again. You did say in the open, though, when you came back from the break, you said, we're talking anything. And even though your producer told me don't even bother with this, Sally's going to hang up with you, I got one trade proposal that's kind of involved two possible scenarios. And then I got one comment about my Yanks.
1: Okay. The trade
0: proposal stuff is crazy, so I'm going to start with my comment about the Yanks. I've been saying this for the last few times, even when I wasn't talking to you and I've been getting through a call on the fans. The last week and a half, as a Yankee fan, it has been a wasted week and a half, my man. We could have, like, I mean, we gave up, what, three series and split one, all of which we should have had. I mean, excluding the game on Friday night against Watson, which was a blowout, Vermont didn't have it. Every other game we were in, and we had reasons why we should have won them, and we had reasons why we actually turned out to lose them. These guys are killing me right now with Judge being out. Everybody's acting like, you know, the fact that Judges Out gives us an excuse to play bad baseball, and this really sucks because we got guys on the team that, that know better, veterans on the team that should do better. You know what I'm saying? And I got the, 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 the filler ends are the ones who are actually holding me up at this point. I can't be having it. But, you know, I've said it, you know, time and time again, and I'm starting to get worried now because everybody keeps talking about, you know, the postseason as if it's a guarantee. And the way that we're looking right now, I don't know that things are, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the Yankees make
1: the postseason. You know, Val, the Yankees make the postseason every year. It's not a guarantee, but it basically is. I mean, there's no way they're not making the playoffs, okay? They're going to be fine this week. I get the, you know, you you being upset over the last couple weeks because it has not been pretty, but they will ultimately be fine more than enough to be able to get in the postseason.
0: Well, you know, like I've been telling you before, I've been begging for Beta to come back. I heard he's coming back. He's like next game. Well, he's supposed to be coming back somewhere along this this, this home So hopefully that'll make a difference. But you know, I, my problems are with like the guys like Stanton and Rizzo and the Torres who are just not doing what they're supposed to. But I gotta uh, to, to move away from that because now I'm just crying. But to move mm-hmm. away from that, and this is where he told me, like he just said, you know what? I'm not even putting this through the cell because I know he's gonna hang up on you. But, Sal, I'm giving you two turns at this. You can call me crazy if you want, all right? But I'm thinking we need to shake things up. And as much as I love Giancarlo, it's about time that we move on for this now. I told you before, I, I as much as I love him, I can't have somebody with that big a number that is just at the plate, doesn't play in the field, they don't want to play him in the field for whatever reason. I don't even want to get into that anymore. Uh, I, I told problem.
1: you. I would have been trying to trade John Carl Stanton for years, so
0: I've said well, it. Well, I was holding out hope because I like the, the potential and the the what I was seeing as a high ceiling. But that time is coming gone now. How about Stanton and Torres for Fernando Tatis? And if you don't like that and you think I'm crazy, yeah, no, it's, how you're about not crazy. Torres. You're not
1: crazy, but there's no way they would ever do that. So uh, I'm not saying. I mean, maybe it is a crazy uh, 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 suggestion. You're well, not crazy. I, I,
0: I'm a- I'm only saying that because I have a feeling that San Diego... I mean, they're going to have to look at paying Soto soon. You know, they already got Machado. Machado, what did he... He opted out, I think... Uh, here's,
1: here's the thing, though. No, no. No, so, Machado, they just they, they just locked Machado up. So he's not going anywhere. Okay, okay. If you're so, going to so, trade... If you're trading Tatis, why the hell do you think the Padres would ever take on John Carl Stanton and the worthless player So okay. Torres?
0: So, so then that's what I'm saying. And the second possibility... Everybody looks at me, I'm like I'm crazy for saying that with the stand thing. Torres and maybe possibly one of those young rookies, either Parraza or Cabrera, anybody else in our minor league system except Dominguez for Tatis. Do you think that that no. maybe makes a little no. bit more sense?
1: No, I don't no? I don't I don't think you you're even really in the think ballpark.
0: Gleba, you really think Gleba has no kind of value like that that he can't even be, Correct. I think he's like the, all right, not I to, tried, doing I Not tried. for Tatis Jr. Said, but...
1: Not for Tatis. But yeah, how about Peraza? Vol- By the way, the what Yankees have- don't have enough to get him. They don't have enough to get him. Why would the Padres trade him? They're not looking to trade him. And thank you for the call. They're not looking to trade Tatis. And you're going to give up Glaber Torres as the centerpiece? You'd need at least two, and the Padres aren't looking to rebuild, but to get a player of that caliber, you need at least two pitchers and probably two position players. Top. Top guys. They're not getting rid of Tatis Jr. Dream all you want. You're not getting them. Especially for that. I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. It's just not realistic. I mean, it's not your, you know, MVP, you know, PlayStation game, whatever, MVP baseball. Trying to think of the most recent game. I mean, I go back to RBI baseball and bases loaded. Couldn't really make trades in those games, though. So then I was trying to think, of, what's a recent one? And the first one that came to mind was Manny Ramirez MVP baseball, which was like 2005. Yeah, it's a long time ago, almost 20 years ago now. I haven't played a video game. Fleas, do you still play video games? Did you ever play video games? Oh, Fleas isn't there. It's all right. I mean, I just haven't played video I don't have time for it. I wish I did. I've got the old-school stuff set up. I like those old-school Nintendo games. I don't have time for the current stuff. I wish I did. I go as far back. I'm trying to think of the last time, probably 2005, 2006. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken?
2: How you doing, Sal? Uh, What's up, Ken? You know, I was watching that giant uh, Padre game at the end of the game. Oh, my God. Those Giants are red-hot, Conforto, JD and company. Oh, my God, they are playing some kind of baseball. And I'm telling you, Sal, my two sleeper teams, you can write this down, and if I'm wrong, well, I'll be wrong. I'm picking the San Francisco Giants and the Ma- Miami Marlins for the NL Championship Series. I'm telling you, this Marlin team, they ain't going anywhere. They're for real. I don't know how they do it every year. They get this young pitching also they develop. They get these trades. This kid, Luis Aries, do you see this guy?
1: He's yeah, five for
2: five. Three He's times in, in June already. And you know who has the best record in baseball? The Marlins, 17-5 and five in their last 22.
1: Well, it's a good thing you don't have any recency it's bias. Real. It's Yeah, it's a good thing you don't have any recency bias. You're picking the Giants and the Marlins in the championship game. Marlins but have won five straight, the Giants have won yeah. eight straight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like both of these teams, I'm telling you. What about Miami's the Reds? a sleeper. I liked Miami from the beginning of the season. I told you two months ago, watch out for this young Miami team. Anyway, I hope you, I hope you bet the on South, Breaking news during the MLB when I was watching the game. What? Billy E, our GM, has signed Daniel Vogelback to a two-year extension.
1: <laughs> oh, stop! Will you
2: stop it? <laughs> yeah, you wish. You oh, wish man. he did. Well, he, hey, he loves he loves Vogelback. It could be possible, right?
1: Yeah, no, he does love, he does love Vogelback. I mean, I, now you're seeing though what Vogelback can do. You're seeing why Epler look it took a little bit of a rest, took it took a week off. But you're seeing why Epler wanted Vogelback. You're not impressed with the recent stretch here?
2: No, no, that's the way he should be should have been playing from the very beginning. Now, Sal, if the Mets win one out of the next two games, that would be a great accomplishment against this Houston team because they're now Throwing the two best pitches that I really love, Valdez and Javier the next two games. And you know why I love those two pitches? Because they always beat the Yankees' butt.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if that makes you happy, Ken, whatever floats your boat. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. if, If you can't win, root for the others to lose as well. A typical, disgruntled, miserable, unhappy Mets fan. If the Mets win one of the next two games, that's what we call winning a series. It has happened before. They need to minimum win this series and then go win really they have to win every series from here through the All-Star break. Maybe they could lose one. If you want to take them seriously and get back, you know, get back over 500, start looking at them as a wild card team. And I can't anticipate that happening. Tonight's a big one though because it's off of a Scherzer dominant performance, it's Verlander against his former team. Can they get back-to-back ace-like starts from these guys? I mean, is it too much to ask for the Mets to be consistent? Is that too much to ask? Just be consistent. You could say, well, they have been consistent, Sal. They've been losing. They've been losing every two out of three. I understand that. I'm talking about their performance from top to bottom. Just be consistent. Where you never know what you're going to get from that starting rotation. Whether it's Verlander, Scherzer, Carrasco, McGill, Kodai, Senga. Look no further than that. that. That's the issue. There's no consistency with this Mets team because there's no consistency in the starting rotation. And I saw that um, there was a a clip going around. Well, not a clip, but I guess SNY tweeted something out with Max Scherzer and Tommy Pham having an exchange in the dugout. Fleegs, did you see that with Pham? I saw it because Hector and Washington Heights retweeted it, and he commented on it. And I did
3: see, like, I saw Hector's tweet about it, but I was, scroll, I just scrolled right by it.
1: Did, okay, so, so you're not buying what Hector said about that? They're not fighting, right? Like, it wasn't fam. Did fam call out the picture? I saw I somebody
3: it? else say, like, you know, the two of them are fired up.
1: Right, which they were. Sure. A, Hector was making it sound like, Scherzer was going to fam saying, Hey, you called us out. You like that? Now, that's how I do it. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now, maybe Hector. No, I'm watching it right now.
3: It looks like two guys who are fired up and smiling and are just, you know, like pumped up. Like, you know, let's go.
1: Right. It did. Right. I agree. They're not fighting. It did, though, feel like there might have been an element of where Scherzer's like, Hey, you like that? Now, this is what we got you. And, you know, whatever. Fam was like, Yeah, well, I I like Tommy, fam. I like his makeup. Anyway, I'd be curious to see what was Listen, this is a guy who's
3: legitimately punched somebody on a field before, so looks a lot better than right.
1: that. Yeah, you know, I mean, over a fantasy uh, you know, a fantasy league. Tommy Pham is the one guy on the Mets I would not want to mess with. And it's good to have those guys on your team. He doesn't look like he messes around. You don't want to mess around with Tommy Pham. Put it this way. All the criticism that I've given Daniel Vogel back, there's no chance that I'd give that to Tommy Pham. Just in the rare occurrence that I'd happen to run into him. I don't want no issues with Tommy Pham. He's a beast. I love having him on you know, on the Mets. He's easier to root for. I've always liked him outside of, you know, obviously out, you know, watching him with other teams throughout the years. Pham was always a guy I looked at as a good ball player. Plays the outfield well. He gave you a decent bat. He's been terrific for the Mets. But it is a problem when he's been your best player, or at least one of your best players. But I love his makeup, his attitude. Just wants to win. Goes out there, plays hard every day. He's worked himself into a regular spot in that lineup. He's passionate, he's fiery, he's a competitor. I love it. Can hit the ball in right center field, and well... He's a good find. I tell you, he's better than Mark Anna. As much as I like Mark Anna, Tommy Pham's better. He's been much more productive. But, again, it's a problem when he's been not just much more productive, but if not the most productive, on that team, especially in recent weeks. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. that' got it back on the fan. Mets get a big 11-1 win over the Astros. The Yankees back in action tonight. Other than you know, other than the Mets game last night, kind of a quiet night as far as New York sports go. We could start to look toward. I mean, I can't even believe we're approaching July and July first weekend and all that, or uh, July fourth weekend. Or I guess it's not the weekend. It'll be July first. Is that Saturday and Sunday? And then you get the Fourth uh, of July, which is weird that it falls on a Tuesday. Because then you have that, you know, the Monday is kind of a day where do you work, do you not work, whatever. Anyway, I can't believe we're approaching 4th of July. It's amazing, and I know, it, you know it's redundant. Everybody says the same thing. Oh, if time flies by, it really does. And it just, you know, continues. to The older you get, it feels like it, it flies by at a, a rapid pace. Anyway, what, what was my point? I have no freaking idea. I forgot already. But um, the idea is you're looking at, You know, these two ball clubs here with the Mets and Yankees, where they're struggling and you're looking for maybe something that could get you excited and you're getting ready for football season and there will be, you know, training camps and preseason and all that stuff, not too far from where we're at now. And before you know it, it'll be time for kickoff in September. And then behind that you got the Knicks and Rangers starting back up again. It's crazy. I love it. But we didn't, you know, last year was a little different story because we didn't need the football to get going early, right? You didn't need to talk about football early on. Matter of fact, it was quite the opposite where I don't think anybody in this town wanted to focus on football if you're a baseball fan. And nobody in this town wanted to focus on football until both the Mets and Yankees were out and they gave us a little bit of a run. Obviously, the Yankees. A little bit more so than the Mets, but the Mets at least made the postseason before getting wiped out by the um, by the Padres in that wild card round. Point is, Mets and Yanks held our attention from start to finish of the baseball season last year, all year long. And this year, I'm not so sure you could say the same. The Yankees will, no matter what, you know, they're still going to be in the wild card race, even if it's not the division, and they're likely going to be a postseason team as they always are. The Mets are trying to hang on to be relevant in the wild card discussion, which they're not right now. We well, could think they are. You could hope they might be. They're not. And that's a problem that leads us to, well, you know what? Screw it. If the Mets are done, let's focus our attention to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers or to the Giants and Brian Dable and Daniel Jones, which we will do. Uh, I'm not. I can't get into the NBA draft, especially with the Knicks not having a pick. Now, what happens with the NBA is, you know, the, the speculation about who the Knicks could potentially go out there and get. Bradley Beal, obviously off the board, as we mentioned yesterday, where Beal goes in a trade to the Phoenix Suns, and good for them going all in. And you know, I, I think bad for the Knicks missing out on a possible perfect player to fit what they need where he is a, Bradley Beal, a two-guard. They need a shooting guard to complement Jalen Brunson. Now, defensively, there would have been some major concerns, but offensively, that's exactly what the Knicks need. So without him, how do they improve now offensively? Oh, that's going to be the question mark. Could it be Porzingis, the guy that we mentioned yesterday? Um, you know, we're also the Knicks going to look for some help, but that'll be intriguing here over the next several weeks to see, you know, Draymond Green, do you want to take a run at him? I would, if it's realistic that he's available, why wouldn't you want a winner like Draymond Green? He could change the culture of this team. Not that it's awful right now, but I'll tell you, you bring a champion like that into the equation and a coach like Tibbs and a talent like Jalen Brunson Uh, That could be a difference maker. Miami, of course, looking to pursue Dame Lillard now. As you know, the Heat and Pat Riley going to be chasing the big stars. Miami coming off of a finals appearance. Anyway, this is stuff that's out in front of us. But right now, it's still baseball season, first and foremost. And even though I think the Mets are dead, who am I to bury a team, especially this early in the season? I would never do such a thing. See if the Mets could get back to relevancy here. And as we talk about throughout the course of the show, 877, 337, 66, 66, funny how it just takes one. One win changes the feel for everything. And you hope that the one can turn into two and the two turn into, you know, three out of the next five and seven out of the next ten, or whatever it may be, this run that you hope that the Mets could go on. But all the bad baseball that happened to this point, it feels Like, it didn't happen if the Mets can continue to put together some wins here. Even just winning a series. It's funny how the expectations lower as you go on. It's like, all right, they got to win, you know, seven of the next ten. They got to win all three of these next three series. All right, they got to sweep this team. Minimum, they got to sweep the Cardinals. Now it's like, hey, just, I mean, win a series. Win a oh, series, one series. Don't have to look at big picture. Don't have to look at sweeps. Just win a series. And with all that's happened prior to this, you win another game of these next two. It's going to feel good. It'll feel different. And then there'll be excitement going to the Philly series. Maybe the Mets could take two out of three there and make it four out of six and start to at least get back toward 500, 877. 337-6666 Mike is calling from New Rochelle. What's up Mike?
2: What's
4: going on, Sal? Um How are you, Mike? I got a I got a question about uh football and the mm. NFC East. Um I'm a, a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. I grew up watching, you know, them win Super Bowls. Uh so I'm a huge fan, but my question is What's your opinion on Dak Prescott? Do you do you think he could ever take them on a run and make them have a run through the playoffs?
1: Mm, great question. I thought so a year ago. I mean, you watched the Niners game, and and boy, we are really pulling out the uh, the randomizer uh, this morning. You know, you're getting deep. You know, the calls aren't frequent when you're getting a call about Dak and the Super Bowl on June twentieth. Um, but Dak was disappointing in that Niners game last year. He's got to be better. So, do I think that they could? Yeah, I do think eventually they could. You know, early on in his career, I said no way that he can't. He's not going to be able to win throwing the football down the field. And then I started to take a liking to Dak and the Cowboys, and I do think that eventually they could. Get over the hump, but he can't be throwing interceptions at the rate that he did during the season last year. So he's got it in him, but he's got to be much better.
4: Absolutely. So I think with their defense, um, they have a great, uh, they have an amazing defense. But I think Dak really needs to step up. If he could step up, I think they can make definitely make a run through the through the
1: NFC. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the landscape of the NFC, and thank you for the call, Mike. You look at the landscape of the NFC, it's changed. I mean, you look at the Eagles. I guess it's is it still the Eagles and Niners just above everybody else, and that's it. Obviously, the Packers come down without Aaron Rodgers, but who knows? The Vikings, even if they do have a good regular season, you can't trust them. Well, the Lions may be tough. Maybe the Bears with Justin Fields, maybe they could be tough. Who in the South scares you? I mean, Atlanta might be okay this year. Are they the best team in the NFC South? I'm a little rusty right now with uh, memory of what's going on in football. Is Baker Mayfield the um, Panthers' quarterback? Who's the Panthers' quarterback? Fleeks. Well, they drafted Bryce Young. Oh, yeah, right. The draft pick, exactly right. So, yeah, Baker's go with, with, with the Bucks. Rookie. Baker's with the Bucks this year. Okay. Uh, what do the Aints got going on there? A quarterback, Carr. Oh, All right, they got Car. Okay. Yeah, look at that. A little refresher, Fleeks. You're fr- you're right on top of it. Uh, I still don't think the Aints are going to be any good. I don't love Carr. But, I mean, he's he's the best quarterback in the division right now. Um, let's see. Any East? Yeah, I mean, maybe Washington is okay. Eagles, again, are going to be the prime team. Giants, of course, coming off of last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would look at it and say right now, Niners, Eagles, nobody in the South. And, I mean, are the Lions the best team in the NFC North? Lions or Bears? I'm not putting the Packers there. I'm not putting the Vikings there. The Vikings
3: hired what they think might be a real defensive coordinator.
1: Right. You still you trust them, though? No, of course not. Kirk Cousins is thing, Right. Kirk Cousins, you can't trust me. And Dalvin Cook is gone. Dalvin Cook is gone. I know running backs have been devalued, and that's why Saquon Barkley is going to have a tough time.
3: The Seahawks Um, could be
1: sneaky. They're a Westie, but it's
3: another NFC team.
1: Still Geno? Still Geno. Yeah, um, Rams, Cardinals, no, right? We're out on both those teams? Or you think the Rams the bounce Cardinals back? The Cardinals might be the worst team in the league. Right. Card- uh, Rams bounce back?
3: I mean, they probably won't be terrible. They're going to have, you would think, a healthy staffer. They were destroyed by injuries last year.
1: What did Washington do? Re- refresh me. The the Commanders.
3: Well, Howell's the quarterback, at least we think, but they hired Eric Biennemi.
1: Right. Bienemi the offensive coordinator, and he's been raving about Howell. Um... Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are just so much better than anybody else in the East. No, even the Giants and Cowboys, who I thought were good. It's so hard uh, to see, like you said, the Eagles and Niners not being
3: a clear step above the rest of these teams.
1: Right. I, I think initially you look at it, plus the Niners are going to be healthier. Yeah, the only uh, I, I wish the Niners would go out there and sign Matt Ryan instead of Sam Darnold and let Ryan get a ring hanging on. To that Niners, you know, uh, with that Niners team, he
3: could be part of the coverage if they win it this year. uh, The uh, Super Bowl's on CBS. (laughs) he will be there with Boomer.
1: (laughs) No, that doesn't count. No. Um, I mean, man, I've just been so focused, I guess, on the on the locals that I forget some of the story uh, story storylines around the league. Obviously, OBJ and Lamar with Baltimore. I mean, the AFC is a whole different beast. And the AFC is loaded up. See, I'll say this:
3: How many teams in the AFC would you put? Either like third in the NFC or higher. Right. In that group right. with the Eagles and the Niners.
1: Right. That's the question because it goes Eagles, San Francisco, and then basically everybody else, right? You can make a case for anybody else being on that same level as the Giants, as the Cowboys, as the Commanders, Lions, Bears, Vikings, whatever, all that. Top team in the NFC South, whoever it is. AFC, however, you know, it's the Chiefs, it is the Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Jaguars, Bengals, Ravens. I mean, man, maybe I'm not putting all of those teams third, but I would put the Bengals for sure, Chiefs for sure. You know, goes out saying Bills for sure. I mean, I think the Jaguars are also better than anybody else in at NFC outside of the Eagles and Niners, and on paper. The Jets and Dolphins are too. Uh, the Dolphins Would with, a with a healthy you- Tua definitely are. Would you throw the Chargers in there? Would you throw the Ravens in there? Steelers? Ravens with a, with a them?
3: healthy Lamar, definitely.
1: Right. You could easily go, let's count them up. Ravens, Bengals. You're not putting Cleveland on there, right?
3: I'm not, but listen, if they get a revived Deshaun Watson, they have a chance of entering that mix.
1: And I think that just speaks volumes to where the state of the NFC is Could at. Could
3: even say that about, you know, if Sean Payton's actually the right guy for Russell Wilson, if there's something still left in him, maybe the Broncos enter this conversation
1: too. Ravens definitively, Bengals definitively, Steelers? No, but
3: they're a team that, you know, they're never right. going to be bad. They're going to find their way to their 9 or 10 wins this year.
1: And they're that next level. Ravens, Bengals, Jaguars definitively, right? Yes, Jaguars have to be on there. Bills, Dolphins. I'm putting the Jets. I mean, the Bills and, and Chiefs are
3: to? in another one where they they might even be above the Eagles and the Niners. Like the the Bills and Chiefs, right. especially the Chiefs, are on like a, an even higher level.
1: Ag- agreed. I'm just saying for the argument uh, here, where we're ranking these teams over the rest of the teams in the NFC behind the Eagles and Niners. Not yeah, I, I think the
3: Dolphins them. are definitely there with a healthy Tua. I would absolutely put them there.
1: Would you put the Chargers there?
3: No, they're to me like in that Cowboys group of good, but I don't trust them
1: and a horrendous head coach. Definitively, I am going Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Jaguars, Ravens, Bengals. Seven teams, at least seven teams in the AFC better than the teams in the NFC behind the Eagles and the Niners. It's not saying that they're all behind the Eagles and the Niners, but seven teams at least would be third if they were in the NFC behind the Eagles and Niners. Just be the NFC's, which kind of makes it wide open to a certain extent. Which to the caller's point before, yeah, maybe the Cowboys can go on a run. I mean, they gotta play great defense, have Dak clean things up, and maybe they can't. Because it's basically just two teams to beat. The AFC is where the the gauntlet's at. The NFC's weak. NFC South in particular, but just the NFC overall. Can't trust the Vikings. Do you ever really trust the Lions, even if they're actually good? Can Justin Fields take that? There could be some good teams, but there's still some question marks. Man, it's fun even just looking at this and... Discussing the possibilities. I love football season. Baseball season is always first for me, first and foremost. But there's nothing like football season. The fall hits. You got you, know, you, you got the Sunday ticket or wherever you watch your games. Jets and Giants this year are going to be prime time. Especially the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Giants coming off of divisional round appearance. Man, I can't wait. A, uh, although I don't want to rush the summer away Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We started the show talking about the Mets coming off of their win, 11-1, pounding out 11 runs in Houston against uh, the Astros. Nice to see the Mets will then all-out performance, 14 hits, 11 runs, as they had multiple guys doing the job in the offense. And you also had Max Scherzer with his best outing, As a Met, Mets will be back in action tonight in Houston for game two of that series where Justin Verlander will be on the mound against his former team. And again, you know, we talked about Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander back to back and, you know, seeing if if they could ever get something going together, have some continuity here with these two. I mean, this has got to be it here. They've had enough opportunity and it just hasn't happened for them. And, if it doesn't, I mean, we know what's going to be the case. The Mets aren't going to make the postseason, and likely that's going to be the case. But you know, at least if you could see it start to change a little bit, maybe it gives you some more hope. Like, even though I can't stand Vogelback and I, it's not that I can't stand him. it's you know, It has nothing to do with personal uh, issues. It has to do with the fact that Vogelback, you know, is not very good at playing baseball. So even though that's the case, I'm still hopeful when I watch Vogelback hit the last couple of days, that, you know what, maybe he can be a decent player and an impactful bat for him. If he can only do this, what he's doing now, you know, hitting an occasional home run, getting an occasional base hit that'll drive in some runs, even if, you know, if he could do that, and, and you know what, well, then you have some hope there with Vogelback. And, you know, look, I don't think he's very good, as we said, but at least he's given you reason to believe that he might be able to be somewhat of, a, of an impact bat at DH. You know, what he's doing, he's turning into a little bit of a hitter again, which is nice. Anyway, you got him, Tommy Pham, uh, McNeil, and everybody's starting to get it going. Francisco Lindor and Marte, though, are the biggest keys to top that order. Marte has been good now for a few weeks to the point where Buck moved him up Has him in that number two spot, and he's been a difference maker. Lindor behind him, new haircut, new baby. Lindor has had himself a nice few games here and could really be the part of turning this thing around. Alonzo coming back early from the injury, just having his presence in that lineup should help. He did have a base hit and a run scored last night as well. So the lineup, I feel like, is fine. You know what you're going to get from that lineup. There may be inconsistencies with the individuals within that lineup, but if it's not Sarling Marte or Francisco Lindor, it'll be Nemo. If it's not Nemo, it'll be Alonzo. If it's not Alonzo, it could be Beatty or Alvarez. Like, they have enough options to where the offense should not be the weakness of this team. It has been at times, but it should not be the clear weakness of Of this team. The starting pitching, however, that's where they had a big issue. And with Max Scherzer dominating the way that he did last night, you know that's got to give you hope too. Now, I'm not buying in. I need to see a lot more than what we've seen from Max Scherzer. You had that little run right before the Braves game where for three starts in a row, Scherzer started to turn around a little bit and you thought, okay, here we go. He's been bad for the majority of the year, but now he's starting to turn it on. And those three starts leading into Atlanta. He gets staked the three-run lead in Atlanta and gave it up. And that is when I declared the season over, largely because of Max Scherzer. And here we are a couple weeks later. Scherzer has his best outing as a man. And he seemed fired up about it. Can Max Scherzer maintain this type of production? Doesn't have to go eight innings every time and allow one run, but can he still be that? What he once was, which is why the Mets paid him the 40 plus million bucks. Can he still be that for this team? If you think that he can, then you should believe that the Mets can make the playoffs because if he pitches like this, and I think Verlander will be okay, even though there are some inconsistencies there as well. Verlander overall hasn't been or hasn't looked as bad as Max. But if they can put those two together, now you're talking. You know, Kodai Singa, who knows he's the X factor. There's an unknown element there. And that's been troubling for the Mets not to have consistency, even with Kodai Singa. You know, you're talking about just outside of Verlander and Scherzer. But those are things that they have to figure out. And, again, this stretch now, two in Houston, three in Philadelphia. What am I doing this weekend? Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. We, we said that uh, yesterday. I forgot. I was thinking maybe go down to Philadelphia. Check out the Mets. Maybe Friday night's the night to go because, obviously, the Mets are going to be on Apple TV. That's the one you want to go to the game. And, by the way, I would rank Philadelphia as one of the better ballparks and all of baseball. I love Citizens Bank Park. That is a great place to go watch a game. Is the last time the Mets were there? Oh, no, they, the Mets play the Phillies in Philadelphia. Last
3: time they were there was the August series last year when Mark Hanna had the great game on that Sunday.
1: Did you go to any of those games? I remember that game. Yeah, I was at
3: was- the Saturday. They played a doubleheader. I was at the day game. Right. Mets won the day game, lost the night game. Trevor Williams started the day game. And then I was there for that Sunday game with the rain delays and uh, you know when Jose Budo makes his first career start huh. and it's a disaster. The Nate Fisher game, and then when Marcana, you know, hits the two home runs late. You also, you know, think the Mets are going to lose when Segura hits the home run. Canada does it again in the ninth, and then that was thankfully the Nimo tacked on an insurance run with a home run. And good thing he did because Diaz may just sweat it out in the ninth. He gave up like two or three balls hit to the very very end of the warning track.
1: That was one of the better games last year. One of the more memorable games. Last year, the Mets will close out. If you think that the Mets are going to have a chance at the wild card, they will close out their season with the Marlins in Miami in the final two weeks of their season. Marlins in Miami, Phillies for four in Philadelphia. Then they come back home and the final seven games of the year, Marlins at home for three and then three with the Phillies. Isn't that crazy? Same team. Final two weeks of the season. Mets, Marlins, Mets, Phillies. Balance schedule,
3: you play everybody, and then for the Mets, in the last two weeks of the season, they only they see play two teams.
1: teams. Now, it could be beneficial, though, Fleagues, because those are likely two teams that are going to be in front of them. I mean, they are right now. Everybody's almost in front of them. Worked out so are... well last
3: year. How you're playing the team that you have to beat to secure yeah. your spot.
1: That is true. That is true. With this soft team, they'll run the other way, although they have owned the Phillies and haven't been as bad against the Marlins as they have everywhere else. But it is interesting, isn't it, Fleeks? looking at that where you see the same opponent and an opponent in your division that's going to be in front of you. You close the, you close that out with, uh, you know, 6-13 uh, game total.
3: It's one a bizarre schedule quirk and two it makes me start to believe this team is going to tease us like they'll get to the point where all right now they just have to win a couple of these games against the teams that they're competing for a playoff spot with and just when you know they pull you back in, they'll blow it in that last week of September
1: it will you say that the Mets will have an opportunity to make that last wild card going into that first series September 18th.
3: Uh, the first one, I'll say yes, just because the the thought of it being no is too depressing right now. <laughs> I, I I can't do that.
1: I know no, it still is early. I mean, you can't wrap the division up right now. Excuse me, you can wrap the division up. You can't wrap up a postseason spot right now. It's too early. Again, at that point, that you still have to be within
3: four or five games with two weeks left on the 18th. If they, I mean, if they're really eliminated by that point, I mean, we're talking about a team that's not winning more than 74 games.
1: Well, you're going to have more teams in front of them, so that makes it hard. You know, figuring even if the Mets beat the Marlins head to head, maybe somebody else hard, yes, but
3: just to still have a chance, they just gotta have to be, you know, somewhat within range with two weeks to go
1: for a third wild card spot. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. Mets do get a break outside of the four games in Arizona, and if you think Cincinnati is going to be tough, three games. Um, against the Reds. You know, the September schedule doesn't look that bad uh, on paper, but again, who, who knows? They don't right now,
3: it seems like paper. outside of the Braves, they can only beat the good teams anyway.
1: Yeah, right. Right, the Braves are the one team, and that's why I say that they're soft. The good teams generally get a rise out of the Mets, or at least they play a little bit better, it seems. Maybe they're a little more focused against the good teams, except for the Braves. They see the Braves, and they run the other way. They actually didn't have an awful series that first go-around where you had scheduled to be a four-game set, and they postponed that Saturday game after losing Friday night, and then they played two on that Monday. And they but,
3: probably should have won both games of a doubleheader.
1: Yeah, I forget uh, the exact thing. Didn't the Braves have an onslaught in one of those games? Oh, yeah, but the Mets came back.
3: Yeah, that was one of the, like, similar to Sunday, like a high-scoring game that the Mets still found a way to lose.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, as we said... Uh, the Mets going to Atlanta, getting swept. And now, you know, you look at it the next time they're going to see the Braves, which also, you know, uh, the schedule I like to a certain extent, but it also stinks to a certain extent. The Mets won't play the Braves again until mid August. So they only have six more games, uh, excuse me, seven more games left. They have a doubleheader left on that August 13th. Seven games to go with Atlanta. I mean, that's how you know you have a, a big problem where you've got seven games with the team, and even if you swept the seven-game series, you'd still be five games out. Rocco's calling from Saratoga. What's up, Rocco? Hey, Sal. How you doing
4: this evening, my friend? Tired. How you doing?
1: Very tired, Are you but thanks tired? for calling, Rocco. Why? What, what, what hey. were
4: you doing? You partying
1: all night? No, you're come partying on, all son. night. No, I'm working all night. What do you mean, partying
4: all night? Oh, okay, working. All right. No it's Well, I mean, to... what do you, you think call... I've been
1: doing? I've been on here since 12 o'clock. Come on. You call this work? Come on. No, come come on, Sal. That is true. It's if not. You're
4: digging, if you're digging graves, you're working. If you're doing
1: this, that is then, true. come on. You're Shout on out to Mickey the Grave Digger. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. It's not work. Thank it's you. It's just a challenge. It's just a challenge staying up. You see what I'm saying? By the no, way, I, I'll be up in your neck of the woods. I there. I'll be yeah, up in the neck of there. the woods early uh early August. I'll be seeing you in Saratoga. Oh, absolutely you invited
4: over. Sal, you got my number, right? Give me a call. We'll sit out on my uh deck over here. Got the woods behind us. We got wildlife preserve. I have a couple of 100 acres behind my property. No one could build anything. Could you look any at the quads? animals. What
1: what are we what are we looking at? You got any quads up there? Uh, what, what was that, Sal? You got any quads like you know four wheelers we could drive around on the hundred acres or whatever you got there?
4: Ah uh, no, come on, I'm not into that. I'm not going to tip over and kill myself on one of those. Well, you, I no, wouldn't no, let my grandkids. Floor. I wouldn't let my grandkids ride on that. That's dangerous. Come on. A four wheeler. I've
1: been driving one of those since I was eight years old. I got one for Christmas in nineteen eighty-seven or something. Yeah, I hope you're wearing a helmet
4: all the time too. Well, I, I was.
1: Now no, but you're, then you're yes. Are.
4: Hey, come on, Sal. Don't take your life into your own hands. Don't be silly. No, no, no. Don't it's be a, like a... Ozzy. You remember no. Ozzy Osbourne? You know well, do on yeah. uh, you know who he is. Oh, come on. Black Sabbath? You no, don't know, no, I, I, he know. He I know oh. I do.
1: Rocco, is your phone uh, more Yeah, okay. no, I do know who Ozzy Osbourne is. Didn't he eat a okay.
4: bat? Yeah, you got it. No, 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 no. You got the wrong guy yeah he did you did i was thinking alice cooper too he might have done the same thing all right but yeah you're you're right
1: you know what i remember alice cooper for wrestlemania 3
4: oh yeah yeah well that's when they put on shows right that that was when wrestlemania was wrestlemania
1: right remember do you remember whose corner he was in in wrestlemania 3 Nah, you're, you're the man
4: on wrestling. I'm the man on boxing and everything else. I, I'll defer yeah. to you.
1: Oh no, no, I'm not the man on I want to say that I'm just guessing here, and now it's an educated guess, but I believe it was Alice Cooper in the corner of Jake the Snake Roberts as he was taking on Honky Tonk Man. That,
4: that sounds that be, right. That does yeah. sound right, Sal. So i I defer to you. I, I bet you got that. I, you nailed it. Because wrestling fans, I wasn't always a wrestling fan, remember their stuff. They do. So, I, I, like I said, I defer to you on wrestling. I'm sure that's absolutely right. It sounds familiar. You yeah, just keep talking so, for
1: a few seconds as I look this up. Go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah, sure. Go what ahead. Give, your it, point? give it a listen.
4: Hey, anyway, we were talking about the, the Mets here. Everyone panics. You know, come on. I've been around, once again, I've been a fan for over 50 years. I'm older than 50. So, well, I made not fan for over 60 years. My birthday was uh, the 19th. Yeah, June nineteenth, just the other day. You know who else's birthday that was, June nineteenth? Lou Garrick. See? Big Lou. He he, he was born June nineteenth. But um anyway, I thought his birthday
1: panicking. was uh, was last was earlier in the month, no?
4: No, come on. I bet I have the same birthday as Lou Garrick all my life. Who are you gonna trust? Me or what you're thinking?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Look
4: it up look thinking. it up, Sal. I'm never yeah. wrong. I'm always okay. right. Okay,
3: Always. as I told my
4: brother yesterday, he called me up, tried to tell me that Mickey Mantle, I heard, he goes to me, you know, Mickey Mantle was a son of a bitch. I said, you're an idiot, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Why, why did you, why are you telling me this? He goes, well, uh, that's what I heard. I said, I know firsthand. I met the Mick, and, and, and you're telling me nah, he wasn't. I, you you want to know? Ask me. Oh well, you don't know everything. I said I damn well know everything. You know I'm your older
1: brother, and I know it all.
4: You can't tell me. Well, you, so didn't, he, he you didn't goes, know.
1: You didn't know uh, the difference with Alice Cooper and, and uh, Ozzy Osbourne.
4: Nah, I'm not wrestling. I said I defer. It's not wrestling. Not, I, Alice I Cooper
1: and Ozzy Osbourne, Rocco, and thank you for the call. I got to let you go. Because you're either A, not listening to me, or B, not hearing me, and either way, it's annoying me. You, you said you know it all, you get everything right, you, you messed up, not me, you brought up Ozzy Osbourne. And then I said, yeah, I heard of him, you go, ah, oh, you never heard of him, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, he's the dude that ate a bat, right? Ah, oh, no, you, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you got it mixed up with Alice Cooper. And then I said, oh, Alice Cooper, I know him from WrestleMania 3. Which I was right on. Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart in his corner defeated Jake the Snake Roberts with Alice Cooper in his corner. So you were wrong. You you get, you got Alice Cooper mixed up with Ozzy Osbourne. I don't even understand. What was the point of bringing up Ozzy Osbourne again? Anybody get that? I don't know. I'm confused. But luckily, we got an hour to go. 877 337 66, 66, whatever's on your mind. You want to talk WrestleMania three matches? I'm fine with that. Ozzy Osbourne. I guess we could discuss that as well. I used to love that show on MTV, the Osbournes, you know, that featured the family.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.